0: welcome in tiger fans another edition of play by play presented by our friends at the advocate excited to be back with you excited to be here with the illustrious kent lowe and uh, Kent, the last couple of episodes we've talked about transitioning from regular season now to championship time. Several already their SEC tournaments, several now moving into the NCAA tournament. Uh, but let's start with softball. Um, not the start they wanted in Fayetteville during the SEC tournament, Ole Miss and, and LSU. Classic battle. A great yeah. game to watch if you love softball. Not so much for Beth Tarina and LSU as they come up short. Um, but again... We had her on the show. Had a great uh, strength of schedule, uh, 40 wins on the season. Y- you felt like they were going to host a uh, regional when the selection show came out on Sunday. Indeed, they are.
1: Well, you you've looked at the bracketologies, and you thought they would sneak in as one of the national seeds. And then when Alabama got the fifth seed, you just kind of went, uh, you know that that they were able because they were not anywhere in anybody's bracketology as a top eight so that kind of threw everything a little bit out of whack and they end up with the 10 seed which that means they will host a regional it means they will not be able to stay at tiger park the whole time if they win the regional but uh, that's okay uh it's uh, and then when I saw McNeese going to Washington, that probably yeah, that that meant to me mm-hmm. that the Cajuns weren't going to host, and I know they're disappointed because a lot of the bracketologies had them as a a host. But I just have seen the NCAA softball committee too many times, and they're not. They don't want to give two regionals within 50 miles so i was uh, I, this this regional field doesn't surprise me at all
0: again it'll be uh louisiana lafayette omaha and prairie view um that will be in this tiger park uh, baton rouge regional lsu will get started Five o'clock on Friday at Tiger Park, they'll face, uh, obviously, the number four seed uh, in this regional Prairie View. And then uh, the Raging Cajuns and Omaha uh, will get together on Saturday. And, of course, then they'll start to, to play it out and get a regional winner. And yep. as you said, we're not guaranteed you get to keep the Supers at home. But depending on maybe some upsets around the country, you never know. You keep hope alive.
1: Ironically, they're paired up with the Washington Regional and just as a historical note, the first ever softball appearance uh, by LSU in in the modern era was in Seattle, in the Seattle Regional at Washington, way back in the uh, second year of the program. And uh, I remember Patrick and I doing the games from uh, beautiful Seattle. uh, and their little field right by the football stadium and all, but. Uh.
0: So, by the way, I didn't know that. Harrison, did you know that? Did you did you know that little fact that Kent did? I didn't. So amazing, Kent. Just like a
1: like a. I'm old, Chris. Like a bear I'm old, trap Chris. I, I remember those things. So,
0: best of luck uh, to Beth Arena and company again. Uh, NCAA, it's their tournament, but uh, you can get tickets and uh, support your Tigers at home at Tiger Park again against Prairie View. Uh, Get started at 5 o'clock on Friday and then throughout the weekend. LSU baseball, been a tough couple of weeks. Um, You know, last week on the road, uh, dropping two of three to Auburn. Um, This week back at home for the final regular season SEC series against Mississippi State, a team that two years ago was a national champion, Uh, but they have had their struggles this year. But the thing that worried me, Kent, going into this weekend, twofold. Number one, Mississippi State has a glimmer of hope of getting to Hoover to get to postseason play. And once you get to Hoover, I know it's a long shot for a team that has struggled like Mississippi State, but there still is a chance you catch fire. Yeah. So you knew they were going to come in with that, number one, on their mind, they needed they needed victories. Number two, it's Mississippi State and LSU. I think it was the 406 meeting, 405-406 wow. uh, on the diamond they would love to come over here and wreck the the final home SEC series at the box. I mean, they're going to have motivation for that. And, oh, by the way, they do have some talent. Um, But what's frustrating, and I'm sure this this certainly more so for Jay Johnson and that staff, back-to-back weekends losing series to last week the 13th worst pitching staff in the SEC and then dropping it to Mississippi State who came in this weekend the very last pitching staff when it comes to ERA – Tigers took care of business on Friday, run-ruled them, third run-rule victory in, in conference play, and then apparently made the Bulldogs mad. They came from behind, won 9-4 on Saturday night, down 13-4 to four, uh, middle innings on Sunday, and they, they come all the way back and, uh, again, get the win in 10 innings, 14-13.
1: Well, a couple of things. Uh, two weeks in a row now, the opposing coach – has kind of pitched backwards a little bit and put the number one pitcher in the second spot, and that has paid off, although Ty Floyd has done some very good things as a starting pitcher. You know, Skip Bertman always told the media, it's baseball, you know, you can't win them all, you know, it's baseball, but this is a little bit of a mess this weekend with, with what all happened with the the bullpen, and I know they're going to work hard these couple of weeks getting ready for the postseason to kind of shore things up and figure out what order, what, you know, length of pitching time.
0: I think that – I think you you nailed it on the head, Ken. I think when you look – and if you talk to Coach Wes Johnson, the pitching coach, and Jay Johnson, obviously, the head coach, I think their frustration comes – that in a perfect world, and not everything's perfect, you would kind of know who your early relief guys are. If if you have a disaster like last Sunday against Auburn, you're down six to one in the bottom right. of the first. You got to make changes. Who's that guy that can eat some early innings up? Who's your middle relievers? Who's your back end guys? Who's your closers? And I think because no pitcher out of the bullpen really, we we've had great moments from each of them. But not enough consistency that I don't know that they know exactly what seats on the bus yet to put them in, and that's and that makes it difficult because do you you know you're looking for a game three starter who would that be? Well, they went with Javen Coleman, who I thought pitched really well. wasn't perfect, but but pitched really well. Obviously, good enough to win uh, in Sunday's game. Ty Floyd, um, not his longest outing, but maybe his best. Uh, career high, 10 strikeouts. He turns the ball game over with a 2-1 lead, and then and, and again the bullpen collapses. I think it's what you said was they haven't been able to identify the guys you count on in certain right. situations.
1: You were there. Uh, I wasn't. It, I was watching back and forth on TV. It's 13-4. to 4. Did you sense the offensive side of the game kind of – letting up uh, was there a feeling it was done at a certain point by our team or or do you you know
0: you know that's funny because you know go back to last sunday you know down early to auburn and you think well is there any chance this team can get back in it and with this offense you think there's always a chance right now you reverse it where you have a nine run lead in the middle part of the game and you think. They might score. I, I literally was preparing for another run rule. Right. I thought you know we'll probably right. add another run or two or three, and we'll get to the seventh inning, and we'll wrap up an early weekend. Um, so no, i didn't it didn't yeah. look that way. But for the second straight weekend, a pitching staff that has been much maligned, first Auburns, now Mississippi states, got the pitching they needed when they needed it. And, again, as you said, I don't think there'll be any different for Georgia this weekend. I think they'll shuffle their weekend rotation as well to try to almost concede game one if Paul Skeens indeed is the LSU game one
1: starter. Well, I think this is the type of game, Sunday, that you're going to have to win somewhere along in mm, the postseason. No one of these 14, 13, 11, 10 games because – With scoring up like, I think I saw a stat, 17% this year in college baseball, this is the type of game late in a regional, late in an SEC tournament, even late in Omaha if you get there, you're going to have to be able to win to get to a championship.
0: I said after the Tennessee series, I really felt like, again, you might see some improvement you might find some of those guys out of the bullpen you could rely on but at this point of the year with one regular season weekend left i think we are who we are but after that tennessee series is when i thought lsu is going to have to outscore people to win series win regionals super regionals and certainly if we're lucky enough to get to omaha so i think you're exactly right and again surprisingly 13 runs yesterday in game three was not enough to beat mississippi state but um, you know, another week, final regular season home game, McNeese comes over. Uh, that'll be tomorrow at 6.30, first pitch, and then off to Athens uh, to take on a Georgia team. Much like the rest of the SEC, outside of maybe the top four teams, there's times you've written Georgia off, and then suddenly they come away with a big um, – Series win like they did against Vanderbilt not too long ago. So, it'll be a tough series. And the one thing that you can count on, when when I look at this year's SEC, top to bottom, Kent. It's
1: unpredictable.
0: Every <laughs> team has batters. Every team has a daunting lineup. The differences have been who's got the pitching staff. Yeah. To not even shut them down, just slow them down a little bit. That, to me, is the difference from the top of the yeah. league to the bottom of the league. But make no mistake, when it comes to offense, everybody's got yeah. it.
1: Yeah, yeah, and they're like, there have been some – Unexpected sweeps this week, this year. At yeah. the top of the league, at the bottom of the league, it's all over. Anything's been happening this year. There's not that consistent team that has just been able to roll through it like there has been in past years
0: yeah again lsu was was the one candidate yeah uh, but now they'll have to get back on track real quickly coming up garrett runyon gonna join us second time guest on the show as lsu women's golf gets ready to to vie for a national title in scottsdale arizona coach and kent will break that down for us but before we do that i do want to talk about track and field of course Ah. hosting the secs this past week Uh, a lot of activity over there bernie moore um and a good showing another LSU team now, uh, you know, finishing up with the SEC championships, and now they've got their eyes set on a national title. The
1: SEC event is a quantity sometimes over quality event. So Arkansas has just so many runners in, like, the steeple chase and the 10,000 and the triple jump and all these events that they rack up massive points. Yeah, you can't keep but up with the points. But LSU had such an impressive second place finish in the men saturday night collegiate record we talked about them already the 4x100 team they set a collegiate record uh with their time saturday the women won in the 4x100 we won the 100 meters we won the 100 hurdles women's hurdles i that was just some outstanding performances and frankly just a lot of really good track and field to watch Saturday night in the, in that uh, 4 hour finale on television the Arcan- the LSU women finished about mid pack which was kind of where they were supposed to but that second place finished by the men and the way they got to it was very impressive. And Coach Shaver and the staff should be congratulated for that and for all they did hosting that event for three days. It was uh, really good if you enjoy a little track and field.
0: All right. Well, again, we're looking for more out of uh, track and field. And, again, Coach Shaver and company do a, an excellent job, uh, championship caliber program. And uh, here's, a, here's a guest request. Um, I'd love to, I'd love to have Dennis on the show. Um, one of the cool cats here uh, yeah. on campus. So, uh, Harrison, let's let's try to make that happen maybe in season two uh, if we get renewed. Um, speaking of guests, however, uh, we've got Garrett Runyon, two-time guest. He's coming back, believe it or not. We'll talk about LSU women's golf and where they're headed later this week as we continue on Play by Play presented by our friends at The Advocate Yeah, 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 yeah all right welcome back we told you we're going to talk lsu women's golf of course this is the time of year when here at lsu can't we talk about championships and again that's what uh, lsu women's golf will be going after as they come off a, a great performance down in florida now they head to one of my favorite spots on the planet scottsdale arizona the quest for a title continues and the good news is you've been a part of it you're the good luck charm Uh, But it's great to bring in uh, the head guy, Garrett Runyon, head coach of LSU Women's Golf. And coach, uh, welcome back to the show. Second appearance, which uh, we were all talking before we uh, started uh, recording here. I mean, that's a a very exclusive club for a second-time visit here on Play-By-Play.
2: Yeah, thank you for having me. I was kind of surprised by that. And I I think you need to hang a a leaderboard up here in the back of all the (laughs) – Guest appearance numbers over here. Again, uh, again.
1: We'll have to have that for next season. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll put that in next season's
0: budget, right? Yeah, okay. Um, Garrett, I mentioned you guys are in the hunt for a national title, but it's been a sensational year. You've got a sensational team, and you guys really um, played well down in Florida. And, and I know you're proud of the team and probably excited to get back out on the course, which I was talking to somebody this morning to win a national title in college golf um it's it's really i won't say a grind but it's a gauntlet to make it happen but i know you guys are ready to do it
2: it is is definitely a grind it is definitely a gauntlet (laughs) it is a marathon it's it's all those things um i think when i was on the men's side and we won it in 2015 um chuck and i figured it out and we walked close to 90 miles that week uh, just between the practice rounds and all the rounds of golf we play so it is definitely a grind and um Hopefully we're up to it. We've started working with Dustin, our, our strength and conditioning coach, just to – that was part of how we worked in. It was not so much getting stronger, but just the endurance piece to be ready to handle all that golf.
1: You know, um, it is. And that's a very good point you bring up, Chris, because, I mean, to get to the national championship in men's and women's golf now, you've got to play 72 holes a stroke play to get to the final eight. Mm-hmm. And if you're in that – there's three more rounds of golf you've got to get through to win the national championship. So my bad Catholic High School math tells me that's 108 holes, right? Someone help me here. So, I yeah. I think that's
2: about right. Yeah. yeah. So it, could I, be, it could be more, cause could be more because some of the more. matches go uh, extra innings. That's
1: right. So I mean, you know, and you saw it in the SECs if you were watching any of that on on the network uh you know, you only it's three rounds before match play. But still, there's a lot of golf in a short period of time. So you do have to be in good shape and mentally and physically able to play Garrett. But, I mean, you know, last year, you know, the team kind of had a and – and weren't the only team. There was kind of a stomach bug going around the, the programs last year. And I know we were affected a little bit. And, uh, you know, that makes it even tougher getting through that grind.
2: Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, unfortunately you mentioned Latana Stone. She came down, um, those of you that wear a whoop, she had, she was 1% recovery. She texted me at five 30 in the morning and said, coach, I just can't go. And she had been playing and, and later found out she was tested and had, had the flu. So she had played the first three rounds with the flu. And, um, you know, it's, it's not just the, the holes of golf. What people don't realize is we've already got our tee times and, um, we, our first round tee times at uh, close to 12, but the second round tee time is at 6:10 in the morning. Balls in the air at 6:10, and last year we had two times where we we met at the van at 4:30 a.m., like departing the hotel at 4:30 a.m. So, it's a it's a wear and tear on your body when you play late walking out there in the hot Arizona heat and then going to bed, turning around and getting right back up and doing it again. So that that's part of that grind and gauntlet you were talking about. You mentioned that, and you guys certainly
0: uh, know more of this than I do, but I was looking at the schedule. Again, it's a great destination. Um, and when you guys get started, I always wondered why there were – and maybe this is just the rule in golf. Maybe it's just one of the deals where you start a little later, but then the next day you start. Because for other teams, I mean, you take a look at baseball, the SEC tournament, you know, once you're locked into a certain time, they try to keep you at that time so that if you win in advance, you're
2: not, you don't get caught, uh, you know, with, with, with a shorter turnaround. But right. that doesn't
0: seem to be the case with golf.
2: Yeah, they do the tee time off of your national seating. And um, so they obviously try and favor the top top seeds um, and we're actually the third seed so we do have a favorable one but then after that it goes off your scores and so you can't get on the the right side or or the not so right side of that tee time um, and you know it, it played favorable for us in down in South Florida uh, we were able to go off first off the back nine and get through the bear trap with, before the wind picked up and that was a uh, a huge reason why we were able to advance to the national championship
1: i think one thing you're you're looking at chris and this is and especially this year now the women's tournament has finally been uh expanded to the same number of teams as the the men's field yeah they went so from 24 to thirty. 30. Yeah. right and so last year lsu was early on the first day late on the second day Which then after you played 36 tough holes, LSU had to come back and play the important third round early the next morning. So there was less than 12 hours between the end of that second round and the start of the third, Garrett. And I think this year being late, early after that second round, you're going to have about 18 hours probably to recuperate into preparation for that third round. So I think – the late-early is a much better advantage for LSU.
2: Absolutely. Uh, getting time to recover between the rounds, especially the important rounds, is is big. So we're, we're bringing Corey Couture, our, our trainer, out there, and he's going to kind of help revive us if we, we need <laughs> it from the heat and everything. But um, we're, we're definitely putting a focus on, on being rested and ready.
1: Chris, this NCA regional at LSU qualified from, first of all, playing – One of the great golf courses in PGA Nationals champion course where the Honda Classic is played every year. Uh, A very tough course and a very difficult course. I think when you compare scores, you see that on this regional. But, Coach, the, uh, the determination of this team, five down after 36 holes, you're eight down heading to the final eight or nine holes the, the, the determination of this team just not to give it up or not just finish it out was absolutely amazing to watch
2: it, it was great you know we've had the good fortune of, of really not having our backs against the, against the wall that much this year um, in the spring we've played every tournament we've been in the final pairing with the chance to win the tournament and uh, this was the first time where it was kind of like our season was over if we didn't we didn't have much of a pulse and All year, we focused on the final five holes. Um, We focused on the final five holes where whatever you're at, at that point, you need to either finish at that or better. So if you're two over, you need to finish it two over or better. If you're two under, you need to finish it two under or better. And we played the final five holes uh, four under par. And Arkansas played them two over, and that, that that was the difference you know ingrid came up huge on the back nine she had a bogey free three under uh carla had a bogey free two under and, and anya birdie two of her last four ingrid birdie three of her last six so to finish that um was really great you know coach kim mulkey sent, sent me a text saying she's watching you guys are watching us and, and and tell the team good luck and um i told the ladies that after the first day when we were i think in fourth place and we were and I said, you guys, and they thought it was cool that Coach Kim Malky was following them, and um, and I appreciated it. And I, I texted him. I said, do you remember what she said at the halftime at the national championship? I said, we are behind. <laughs> and so I, I told them that, and, um, you know, we, we we had to go, and they stepped up. So it was, you know, it was good to see that. Beth Torino with, with LSU Softball texted me as well and. Uh, I think they're playing the first round of the SEC championship for them as well. So it it was um, it's good to see other coaches text us, and good to see the the players step up when they needed to in big moments.
1: Well, it's it's funny to look back, Chris, because while all of this was going on, there was an apparent snafu with a couple of the walking scores well that that's what that i was going to were... ask
0: you is that i was following kent which is great because <laughs> when kent goes <laughs> i mean i get updates and i was keeping up with it and suddenly it appears that wait a minute kent sees a little discrepancy here that we needed to fix tell us well, i was going to ask you how did that all well unfold? i
1: got word from our assistant coach alexis rather that there was a score wrong on carla tejedo's card Then, apparently, as things progressed, there was another mistake on her card, and then we all watched uh, Donegan par 18, and they put a bogey on the card. So, at that point, I've got people in Baton Rouge texting me that the score's got to be wrong, and I've got people at the course telling me, and I'm like... Just everybody, let's breathe a second here. Let them post the cards because that's one thing you always have to remember: is Golf Stat is unofficial until they get the cards in, and then slowly it got corrected. But that was three shots that then put us where we needed to be. But uh, it's uh, you know it was an amazing. It's a typical NCA regional finish that happens somewhere. You know, there's always one of those regional finishes that is the 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 last minute run by a team, the last minute falter by a team. Uh Alexis rather, our assistant coach, chipped in for birdie in her senior year in two thousand eight in a playoff to advance LSU to the championships, and I've seen LSU fall a uh, shot straight short so and you know the men in 15 made Hmm. what may on the way to the national championship made what may be the greatest comeback in a regional they were 10 shots down pardon me 11 shots down in the final round and came back to advance to nationals and went on to win the championship so I mean, that was, you were part of that as assistant coach.
2: Yeah, it, it's amazing that you hit some 800, 900 golf shots combined as a team, and it always comes down to one. It always comes down to one. And I don't know another sport where the leaderboard is in your pocket on your cell phone and could be wrong. <laughs> and, and it's hard to hard to do that. And we had heard that Carla's score was wrong, and I tried to tell one of the scorers. And, you know, a lot of times it's a volunteer uh, person walking with it, and they – had a fat finger syndrome and punched the five instead of the four and and don't realize it till the end. But, um, yeah, it, Kent's right. It, there's always uh, regionals is going to regional. It's something, <laughs> something's going to happen. And, um, you know, in, in 15 with the men coming back, it came down to a putt. And if that guy would have made the putt, we would have been out and we wouldn't have won the national championship. And, and fortunately, we, we were on the right side. And this year, uh, same thing. It came down to a putt where Arkansas had a good looking putt to, to tie us and go to a playoff and it lipped out and, uh, and we got to go. And so Hopefully those things mirror each other and we can keep going in in Greyhawk. Garrett Runyon
0: again, uh, head coach, LSU Women's Golf, who are off to uh, Scottsdale, Arizona to vie for a national title. Obviously the teams who made it out of the six regionals, um, LSU being one of them, obviously we know LSU is a team to watch. Uh, the rest of the field when you guys head to Scottsdale. I mean, give give um, you know Tiger fans an idea of the type of programs, the schools that will be out there competing.
2: Yeah, well, you guys mentioned that the field increased from 24 to 30 this year, and um, this is the first time where the national championship has been in the same place for multiple years. This will be the third time it's at uh, Greyhawk. And so of the 30 teams, there's 10 teams that this will be their third time, and we're one of those 10 times, and I'm very proud of that, that we've been – been there the last three three years. Uh, there's 10 teams that have been there two times, and there's 10 teams that'll be their first time. So it's kind of an even third uh, down the line there. But, you know, Stanford's been a great team. They, they've kind of, they won it last year, they're tough. And then honestly, you could pick a lot of the SEC schools. Um, Mississippi State's playing well. Uh, Georgia played well at their regional. South Carolina always seems to be up there. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of schools that you really have a, have a shot. I've been kind of focusing more on our, our team, how, we, how, we, how we've played the last few years and what, what the top eight have done to get in, into the top eight. Uh, we've played the par threes historically really well. We've played the par fives okay. We need to kind of play, we, we know we need to make our money on the par fives and we need to uh, play the par fours a lot better to advance.
0: I was gonna ask coach, obviously, Kent you as well, what type of course, I mean, obviously having yeah. played, and this will be your third time out there for this event, but what, what
2: type of course, how does it play? You know, for us, it's a lot different in that a lot of us, have we've got some girls that have never even seen the desert. So just just staring at the desert, some people it looks wide open, some people it makes it more narrow for them. Um, But it's a good course. It's a fair course. Um, You really got to Watch how the ball flies, especially in the afternoon. Um, you have that six ten a.m. tee shot; it may be a nine iron, and then uh, you know if you had that one p.m. tee time, it it could be a sandwich. It, the ball really flies in the afternoon. Um, you got kind of the mountains out there and stuff, but it's a it's a course where um, you know it's going to be hot. We've already looked at the temperature; it's ninety nine, ninety eight, one o one, and um, it, it'll it'll dry be out heat, there. Though, it's right? a dry it, heat, Yeah, kid. the dry heat. Um, so you know. You got to drive it well. One year they had a lot of rough, and it was mowed in really narrow. It wasn't so so necessarily um, narrow to reach the, the desert, but it was it was mowed in narrow, and um, you just you just got to you got to play well. You got to play well no matter where you go, where you play, and um, and kind of have all all aspects of your game.
1: Chris, this morning, when, uh, as we tape this on Monday, uh, Ingrid Lindblad, uh, of course, uh, the star, one of the star seniors on this team was named to the final 10 again for the Annika award. Uh, the top college female golf player, 10 players named to that. And it's to be in part of that list, Garrett, you look at that list. It's a, it's a who's who of college golf this year. And, uh, For her to be back in that list for a third time is really impressive.
2: Oh, it's, it's incredible. I mean, I've you guys have heard me say it multiple times. She's been our Joe Burrow. She puts up crazy good stats. She's been at the top of the award lists and everything. I mean, she has the single season, lowest scoring average, career – like every – every, I mean, you know that you're doing the stats, yeah. Kent. <laughs> uh, she has just done so much for this program. And um, to be on that list is, is is an honor, even if she doesn't win it. Um, it's, it's truly an honor. Well,
0: again, Kent, you mentioned the uh, name to that uh, – final watch list as coach just mentioned to us about SEC schools five are on that list from the SEC uh obviously uh, Ingrid from LSU but Ole Miss Georgia South Carolina kind of the teams you just mentioned yeah. <laughs> uh, which again tells you the type of competition that's going to yeah. come at you uh later on this week um Kent you get out there and I know we joked last time coach was on about how he you know. He wants to make sure you're there. He wants to make sure everything's <laughs> taken care of for Kent. I, I just think it's amazing that Coach is able to do all that, also get the ladies ready to compete. But uh, I know I you're a very important – I more worried
1: about that. I... <laughs> you're, you're, you're a
0: very important piece when they go on the road in these
2: uh, NCAA regionals well, and I, championships.
1: I don't know about that. I, I just try to stay out of the way. And uh...
2: we, We've picked up some big trophies when Kent's around, <laughs> so we, we like to keep him around,
1: that's for sure. You know, another player I want to talk about, Chris, uh, is uh, the other senior on this team, Latana Stone, uh, eighth in the National Amateur at Augusta after finishing second the year before. And then medalist at PGA National shoots three 71s back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, and I mean – they were very good rounds and a few putt drops, and you're in the 60s. But, I mean, co-medalist on that course and what she did at Augusta. I mean, those are two big courses, and she's as consistent as she could be on those type of courses.
2: She's she's extremely consistent. And uh, you mentioned the medalist honors at regionals. She picked up another win um, earlier in the year in the Bahamas right. for us. And that was a another tough, windy course uh she she tends to play harder courses a lot better um you know she played really well at the us amateur the the augusta national women's amateur where you need to be steady and consistent where pars are important um she really plays well and so um she's a, a huge reason we are where we are um she's she's had a real consistent i think this is her lowest scoring average uh, the year, I think, 71.5, yes, if you get up, updated yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, but she's she's been, I mean, she's number two to to Ingrid in, in a lot of these stats. So it's uh, we have, I, I would say, one of the best one-two punches in Ingrid Lindblad and Latana Stone.
1: And you got two great rounds in the last two tournaments at the end when it counted in SECs and the regional from – Carla Tejedo, sixty seven at SEC's to help you get the number one qualifying spot for match play and then a sixty nine in this final round at PGA National when it counted.
2: Yeah. And, you know, we were, you mentioned in the regionals, we were eight shots back t- making the turn to the back nine, and we didn't have much of a pulse. And um, I was able to go to Carla, and I told Carla, I need two from you. And I went to Latana, and I said, I need two from you. And I went to Ingrid, and I said, I need two from you. And um, we'll take three. And, 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 and he, <laughs> in, Ingrid goes, What about three? I said, Three would be better. I don't want to be greedy, but it, I, I said, I need two. And they were all able to deliver. And that, that was huge when you have someone that. You can do that. And it made me think back to Yale in uh, 2015 because I went to Ben Taylor and I said, I need two from you in the last five, and he was able to get it and, and help us advance.
1: By the way, uh, we are speaking with the SEC Coach of the Year. Yeah. Uh, Ingrid uh, and Latana were first team all SEC uh, and uh, a transfer from Indiana who has been very consistent, earned second team all SEC. See, honors, Anya Donegan, uh, who we mentioned earlier, Edith Hertzman on the all freshman team. So, top to bottom, uh, this is pretty good. And then you got my my friend from Shreveport, uh, the senior Alden Wallace, who's the alternate and who should have an NIL deal from Uncrustables for uh, the way she goes around delivering uh, sandwiches and water and things to the other players while they're playing and just being the general happy encourager as she goes along. And, you know, you didn't used to travel a sixth player because you couldn't sub in college golf, but now you can, and some teams have to do it. We had to do it last year because of the – Sickness and all, but uh, you know the sixth player is pretty important, even though they don't play. Is kind of the the cheerleader, kind of the the moral support person.
2: Absolutely, um, you know the sixth person. It, it's it's big from the van rides to breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Um, I said, you know everybody's going to help us win a national championship or everybody's going to help us win. And, and there's different ways to do it. Some, some it may be a birdie on the last hole and some, it may be handing out crustables and, <laughs> and saying the right thing to their roommate or their teammate to, to get them to play well and, and get them in a good mood. And Alden certainly has, has done that. She's been, I mean, we have a really close group of players right now and they all get along really well. And, it's it's been fun because they're so close. They they heckle and tease each other, but they lift each other up. And um, and Alden has taken the role of the substitute position right now the last few weeks uh, very well. And it wouldn't surprise me if she ends up in the in the lineup. You know, um, I told her an hour before uh, the final round at the national championship last year. I just Jess and Latana were, were sick, I said, you're up. And she looked at me and said, yes, sir, and went straight to the range and, <laughs> and went. So um, she's got experience out there. It wouldn't um, – I'd feel perfectly fine throwing her in the lineup and, and playing well. But um, we uh, – there's more than one way to help us win a national championship, yeah. and, uh, and she's certainly uh, taken that to stride again the
0: uh, current SEC coach of the year garrett runyon taking lsu women's golf to the ncaa championship uh, coming up uh, later this week in scottsdale arizona and coach i always seem to bring it back to this and the first time you were on i really i kind of asked you but you know with the success your teams had again last year sensational this year sensational how do you how do you in the college golf world parlay that into building the type of team you guys have been able to build, again, recruiting from not only across the country, but across the globe. How does, again, I know there's a lot of work goes into it year round, but when you get opportunities in the postseason like this, how do you make the most of that to continue to build the program, not only next year, but down the road?
2: Yeah, I mean, to win a national championship, one, you, you got to be playing well. You got to be playing well. You got to have all five of them on, on as close to form as you can, and you need some things to go your way. The match play portion has uh, brought in a lot of excitement and and things you certainly can't control. There's there's no defense in golf, so you got to take care of your own business. But you mentioned, like like I said before, I, I don't want a good team. I want a good program, and to have a good program, you need to be around it. Uh, year after year, um, the last um, let's see, we the last four years, we we've finished in the top 15 in the country two of them have been in the top five the last uh, four years you know our strength of schedule has been in the top 15 strength of schedule so you know when we lose Ingrid and Latana that's going to be that's going to be a tough one but um, we have some great recruits coming in in 2023 and 24 that I can't really talk about yet but uh, I'll have to come back on so I can yeah, lead the you know oh yeah, three times right? perfect yes um, the lead yeah but we have some good recruits coming in and, and you know that's that's part part. part of it is just trying to get a little bit better each day and everything and and the consistency part. um. Because it's such an individual sport, as you said, I mean,
0: each player that goes out there in a given tournament has to take care of their own. uh, And you really can't impact the other teams at all, which is different than uh, most other sports. But when you read off uh, that number, obviously with that type of success over the last four years, that speaks for itself. What are other ways that you're able to to get those touch points to other recruits wherever they are? Sweden, uh, Alabama, Louisiana, New York. I mean, what is maybe, I guess what I'm asking, the lifeblood
2: of recruiting a college golf program to be successful? Ultimately, it comes down to getting better. If, if Ingrid doesn't... Get better here, she's leaving. If Latana Stone isn't lowering her scoring average, she's leaving. So they want to stay because they see they're getting better. And the, the ultimate way of seeing if they're getting better is their scoring average, um, their world their world ranking, uh, things like that. So, you know, we have guys like, you mentioned Anya Donegan, kind of under the radar, second team all SEC. She was ranked in the 400s uh, in the beginning of January. Now she's 160th in the world amateur ranking you know we have three inside the top 100 so seeing those trends of where they came in Latana Stone was ranked 786 in the world when she stepped foot on campus here and right now she's 38th in the world so those things are are part of the biggest selling point Um, the second piece are the people in Louisiana the facilities the weather the strength of schedule all those things go into the experience they have and then they go back and they go back to Sweden they go back to Spain hey I went to Louisiana State University. I had the greatest time ever. I got better. Uh, the football games are fun. The everything, you know, and and their experience in college was great. They leave here with a meaningful degree and a great experience, and those are kind of the things that are the lifeblood of our program.
0: Ken, I think you would also agree. It helps that you have. A coach like Garrett Runyon running the program. He he forgot to mention that, which I appreciate. I understand. He's a humble guy. But when you're the coach of the year, they, he has something to do with uh, this program finding uh, its way into uh, the top amateur golfers wanting to play here.
1: Well, these two coaches, Garrett and Alexis, know their stuff. They know what it means to win. They know what it takes to win. And I'll say to both of you golf is hard they just don't walk out there and hit the ball 250 off the tee and chip it to win in 3 feet from 100 yards out i mean it they work i mean they practice a lot they practice hard they work hard I mean, you know, it it just doesn't happen, and I can tell you as the hacker I am watching all these (laughs) wonderful women play golf all the time. It doesn't rub off by osmosis (laughs) on my golf game, that's for sure.
0: (laughs) Well, again, Coach, it's always great to see you. Can't wait to have you back for a third time here on Play by Play. You packed yet? you ready packing the night packing the night yeah. you ready you
1: get packed yeah. uh wednesday morning i'm sure uh- <laughs>
0: yeah wednesday morning all right well guys uh, best of luck looking forward to it going to keep an eye on it obviously with the scoreboard you can do that uh at the ncaa site as well as just follow kent on twitter and you'll know <laughs> that's exactly. a better follow, yeah, <laughs> follow yeah you you'll know you can follow lsu is it W Golf? the twitter handle
1: um, L- LSU Women's Golf at LSU Women's Golf. So spell the at whole thing LSU out. LSU Kent and
0: yeah, LSU Kent of course we'll spell that columns out Columns
1: and stuff going on from That's there. right,
0: and if there's a scoring uh, discrepancy, Kent's <laughs> going to smell it out and fix it. Uh, but Coach, hey, best of luck. Uh, going to be pulling for you guys. Going to be watching you guys. Thanks for coming in again. Go get them. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on for a second time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wear that proudly yeah. around the building. Let everybody know. Uh, again, thanks for joining us this week. On play-by-play presented by our friends at the Advocate for Coach Garrett Runyon and LSU Women's Golf. Kent Lowe, I'm Chris Blair. Hope to see you again real soon. Until then, Go Tigers!